Go uh, welcome to Midlife Crisis. We're uh, we're back again in the saddle. And episode number four. Episode number four, joined by Steve and Jeff here. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Kevin. And you're Kevin. Like um, I'm Kevin, yes. In our in our last um, conversation we had last time, um, in the transcription, it couldn't figure out who you were. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I, I realized I never said know. I never said your name. So I'm like, crap, I gotta I gotta say more names. Um, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. So I am Kevin, just for the AI to detect. Right, right. And I am Jeff. Yes, yes. And Jeff, you just said you're Jeff. Great. You did say that. Yeah. Roll and I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we, I mean, you know. Tyrization AI, way. get on it. Exactly. <laughs> Figure it out. Exactly. You know, it's funny though. I I, um, I was setting up a, Z- a Zapier, kind of a Zap, I guess, uh, the other day, so that a new blog post would be, um, if a new blog post gets published on my blog, it will basically um, create an intro using OpenAI, like, hey, you know, here's my blog, you know, here's the latest blog about this and that, and then it will send, create a new campaign in our, to our email list. So I don't have to do that or pay some of it. Um, anyway, so my prompt, I told it, I guess, at one point um, that I am a 45-year-old uh, founder, and I said, write in the voice of a 45-year-old founder. So anyway, I'm reading the prompt that I was reading what it gives back to me. And it says, but I had forgotten this. I, I wrote that prompt like weeks ago. And so I'm reading it and it just says, as a 45-year-old co-founder of a SaaS, and I'm just like, how the hell did you know that? <laughs> it knows me. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. I was like, okay, I know it's smart, but how did it figure out my age? I never it's got my driver's my license. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it looking me up? Is it cross-referencing me? I mean, this is it's right, just right. Thankfully, it was not that search history. Yeah, watch yeah, out. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm glad it's not there yet. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years it will just know that. Uh, yeah, once it has access to the internet, I think all, all bets are off. It's just going to be weird. Like if you're, you know, if you're a guy named John Smith or something. Yeah. Right. John Smith, and then it's like, look at John Smith's mug shots, and like it gets all these things all weird. <laughs> like, uh, so as a forty-five-year-old and a ninety-five-year-old at the same time with my mug right. shots, like it, it'll get all weird. But yeah, well, that'll be fun. So you said it's not what once it's connected to the internet. Is it? Is that true that it's still not connected to the internet, or what? Who? Because I think it. I'm it's it's in a much safer way, right? So like sometimes, okay. and this is a thing, like all. I'll often give chat GPT some, you know, so if I'm working on a project, um, I'll I'll give it maybe the library documentation or the GitHub page. And I'll say, you know, read this GitHub page, like read this piece of code and tell me if you think what I'm writing is, is best practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And so then you have to tell it like, try harder or Mm -hmm. yes, you can just try it. And so then it will like look up, it'll say like searching with Bing or whatever, like browsing the web, whatever it's, it says now. But um, yeah, so sometimes you have to, yeah, you have to tell it like, cause sometimes it'll think that it, or sometimes it'll just say like it did. And I'm like, no, you didn't, please, right, right. please try again, please try harder. And then it's like, I'm just an AI. I can't look up the web. I'm like, yes, you can try it. And then, yeah, I found like a whole bunch of things on these, on the open AI forums about how, huh. how to tell chat GPT when it thinks it looks up. Okay, it's, so it's, it's not confused capable. about what it, it can and can't do, basically. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't know its capabilities. And I think yeah. over time, it, it may just start to like have them kind of in the background, like asynchronously when you're asking a question, it may be sure. going out to the internet to pull that, but 
for today, you have to be very explicit and got it and okay. and guided. Yeah, and once it knows, I guess like like you said, it's kind of um... well, you know, there's also, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of franchises that have been created off this fear. So, you know, True. we'll see if they were right. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And if they have an Austrian voice, and uh, you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I was kind of as I was uh, to go along because we keep talking about that. Um, I was thinking the other day. Well, at least we'll be able. Maybe the, you know the AI will keep us as pets. That's nice. Because you know? <laughs> I was thinking it, but then I looked at my dog in my car, and I thought, you know, I keep him around, and then I thought, yeah, but I don't keep a monkey around. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> monkeys are much more dangerous. So, <laughs> so maybe it's not that. I, who knows, right? So things with yeah, the we're not going to be thumb. curious, George. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're not curious, George. We, you know, monkeys can can be they could be a, a little bit of a better run. Well, anyway, uh, let's Jeff. You weren't with us last time. Um, any updates on your side on terms of your project? In terms of what you're working on? Yeah, let's just say last week was. Uh a lot busier than I anticipated and um, but still really productive cool. uh, where'd you go did you can you talk about where you were able to, to go or just generally yeah yeah I was um I was in Spain um, oh nice okay for a, a oh, nice. work thing and cool the, the day job kept me very very busy in fact you know I like to help out you know we talked about you know putting your feet on the floor and, and having an idea about the day ahead of time about how many people are, am I going to help as many as I can? I helped a lot of people and yeah. there is a fine line that you must, well, that you will learn about if you don't know already about, you know, only having so many yeses. And we, we hear a lot of people talking about, you know, the power of no being able to uh, reserve the number of uh, yeses that you give. Cause once you run out, then you know, there is no more. So um, that that's a real thing for me now, and especially as I look into you know, some things with a day job, taking on some new roles, I'm going to have to be very, very conscious about the number of, of yeses I have, and mm. um, you know, start start saying no so that I can say yes to the right things. Right. You know, at least having one in reserve would be a good idea. Last week I was really, really busy. Um, in a different time zone, staying up way too late in places where I should have been in bed much, much earlier. So, well, that sounds like the Spanish lifestyle. Anyway, did you enjoy just the uh, the surroundings? Did you get a chance to kind of get out into the town city? Yeah, I I did. So we uh, even the last night after you know all of the uh, you know this organizational thing was finished, uh, many of us went up to Barcelona to. Uh, spend at least the night there so that our 6 a.m. Nice. flight the next day was <laughs> as painful. Um, okay. And, um, got a chance. They were celebrating the uh, Immaculate Conception. And so they, mm -hmm. you know, the streets were lined with people. Um, a couple of uh, colleagues, you know, got pickpocketed and, you know, mm -hmm. all of these things, the trauma that goes around. Sure. I was even able to help out one of those people, giving them, a, you know, 40 euros to to get them through and uh nice but uh excellent place um yes I spent spring break last year with my daughter she was in university and invited me over there to uh hmm. spend some time love barcelona when it's not crazy like that so yeah yeah it's a great town it's a great town so good things there as far as getting things done for um you know my 
SAS, my crisis um, has been finding time has been tough, but the development work, uh, the refinement that goes on in your head when you spend a lot of idle moments thinking about what's possible. Um, I'm pretty good already at the art of the possible. Uh, just ask Steve, he'll tell you. But, um, you know, as I'm learning how to do this myself, there's so many things that I don't know. And so it's really, really exciting for me to constantly be learning something else, constantly be refining um, how it is I'm going to provide service to my ultimate customer. And um, right. yeah, had a lot of chances to uh, even talk with other colleagues who, you know, develop and, and work in UI design and things like that. So um, I know that what I'm on about, what I'm uh, planning is certainly something that has traction. And there's a, there's a segment in the industry that this will serve very well. So kind of excited about. Oh, so knowing, you're getting excited about the Knowing where my, my customer lives. Yeah. So I can go tell them about this. It's going to be good. Okay, great. And have you met, it sounds like you meet your customer fairly often where you, you're in, you cross paths with them. I do. I'm toe to toe with Good. Uh, a lot of customers and these are, you know, big, you know, again, for the day job, um, understanding how to, how to meet them, understanding the three wise men, which is the, you know, how to drive down costs, improve capabilities and reduce risk, how you can frame your story in ways that have that um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, being able to address those things. And uh, I think it helps you tell better stories, being able to present things in ways that customers have common needs. So it's a lot of fun. Now, what have I got you thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the three wise men. That's a good uh, reference. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot to uncover there as well. How you, yeah. write. but I'm I'm a big student of, you know, Headspace, and um, mm -hmm. there's a lot around Headspace, especially in the sales side of things and customer interaction. But if you're making the customer the hero, mm -hmm. you're gonna do well. People will be throwing money at your screen. Um, you know, that's it. You you need to serve the customer, and we have all of these ideas about how we want to do that. Um, I think it's good to have a litmus test and actually ask them. Yeah. So whether that's user acceptance testing, you know, actually having some users. I remember uh, talking to Miguel and uh, Nat Friedman, Nat Friedman, who later went on to uh, great fame, um, becoming a, was he a CEO of GitHub for a while? Microsoft hired him and things like that. But um, fascinating dude talking about how they went through UI and acceptance testing, um, they had cameras that they would set up. And this is back in the day. I think it was for when they were developing something with Mono or Gnome or something back in the day, uh, Zimian, you can look it up, but they put cameras on the faces <laughs> and the hands and the screen. And so when they were run through use cases, hey, here you are, it's a, you know, a Linux system, how would you open a document and just watching them and watching the reactions of their face? I thought that was really innovative at the time to be able to yeah. get the emotional uh, mm -hmm. reactions mm -hmm. as they're, you know, if they're struggling, you'll see it in their face and they had enough insight to, uh, to relate to that. I, I don't know that that's done today, but wow. 
wouldn't an AI model be able to kind of, uh, you know, be able to kind of tell a lot of things? I think yeah, right for now sure, even sure. AI is is trying to determine, you know, intent or yeah, you know, um, things like that. So I don't know. There's a lot to it. Still a lot to do for these. Yeah, I like it. Nice. What about yourself, Steve? Any uh, any updates on your end? Oh man, <clears throat> so I know. I had said on our last episode I was going to share my new stats interface. Well, no. Um, good news is, like, I kind of I didn't feel really good about my excuse me about my feed generation, and so I I basically rewrote it all from scratch. Hmm. And XML like XML kind of sucks, <clears throat> and so I had to, I learned a lot and a lot that I I'd like to forget, but I don't think I can. And so I ended up doing that. And then I, I think I finalized kind of the migration off of the old platform that I was on to the new cloud provider. And so I, I think I've got everything good there. And now I am back to <clears throat> somehow I, I broke my statistics for my analytics. So I need to get back to fixing that. But I've, I kind of spent maybe, I don't know, every night, you know, probably up till like 2 a.m. getting all this stuff written. And so it's, I'm in a good spot. And this weekend, I guess, you know, hopefully tonight in the next you know few nights, I'll, I should be able to have all of our analytics so then I can show it. And then I did, you know, I would mentioned before, like when we weren't saying people's names, I wanted a way to be able to kind of guide the, the system to tell it like who are, who are speaking, like who are the people that are speaking. And so I've implemented something like that now. So then that's all integrated. So then as you're able to to get some of that, and I, I can demo some of that maybe offline or something, but like I kind of like your guys' take on like what you think, but I'm more working on now kind of refining the AI or the the UI and then getting the front end to look presentable. And so I've got a couple other people that want to start using it. And so I'm probably going to let them start using it before launch. And then we'll... I'll, kind of see where they're taking it and then we'll we'll go from there but so i, I don't know that it, it's a ton of work and like i feel actually like in a much better spot i i was really a lot of the stuff i was using i was using kind of third-party libraries and they just didn't quite work and so then there was like all these hacks i was doing to manually edit the the string basically and it, it just got so messy so like finally yeah. i found that I was able to, I guess, get into, you know, this now, like if you see my code, like it should just make sense. Like it's very logical to me. It, it's a lot easier, going to be better to maintain. So I, I kind of bit the bullet up front and just rewrote it all. And now I'm, I'm very happy. So how about you, Kevin? Like with the, Great. like, how, I think yeah. you're going to like look at like hiring or outsourcing a little bit more for the support side. Definitely. And so I've been, um, thank you. Yeah. I have been interviewing all week for a few people. I found one guy actually out of living in Barcelona, um, uh, who's quite good. He seemed like he'll be, um, he seemed very astute and I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, so I might, what I usually do with hiring, I just bring a few people on and see who kind of makes it and who doesn't. I even bring them on together and they can kind of know that they're kind of in competition with each other. Um, right. And then I'll usually get rid of whoever is not really pulling the weight. But um, yeah, I mean, I think 
I was looking at everything today and I was looking at the costs right now I'm underwater. Um, and, uh, I'd say in the red quite a bit. So I was just talking, I was talking to my wife who's, you know, pretty much my partner with a lot of the stuff anyway. And, you know, we were just like, this is, we were looking at the Google analytics and we were doing pretty well with SEO for a while. And then it started to tank. I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but it's been tanking. And tanking to the point where our only major keyword is our own name. Like we're looking at oh, the nice. actual keywords. And it's like, we used six, three or four months ago and I would look at the keyword list. A, a fair amount would come from different articles. A fair amount would come from different search topics. But literally nothing. Like we're getting one click a month from these big topics that used to bring us a lot of traffic. And so it's really racking my brain. I don't know what is going on, but it's definitely kind of an anomaly because it shouldn't be happening where we're where, basically it's like, I feel like we're being punished somehow. So that's interesting. I'm not sure because it was kind of going up at the beginning of the year and then started to really nosedive. And maybe, and that's when a lot of these algo changes came out. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but since Google has been kind of experimenting with uh, their algorithm, probably in anticipation of, of rolling out the AI stuff. And so, yeah, we're just getting destroyed right now in SEO, which is also affecting um, our growth. I mean, we're basically, sure. um, you know, we're, we're dependent on a lot of these kind of unique niche uh, topics. And now we're just, you know, losing traction. So it's interesting. So I'm, so the other per person that I'm hiring for is like a sort of like a backlink expert to help sort that out because I mean, our backlinks are pretty much in a terrible state. We've got like, I think our competitor has like 10,000 backlinks, our main competitor, and we have like 80. So it's, it's wow. not, it's not good. Um, and so that's just something we haven't really focused on and put any really attention on that. We were just kind of riding on the uh, coattails of our previous SEO, which was working well until it, until it stopped. So it's a good lesson in just like, you know, the, the fragility sometimes of this stuff, you, you build up something, you put energy at a marketing channel and then, crash so i think i think for us then going for the two you know i i don't really have the energy to try to figure out why our seo is not winning with with content production we're, we're producing a lot of articles but they're not working so i think we're going to kind of focus on going forward two kind of main channels as our as our go-to's one will be um we've had a good success with integrations but we need to do more we have two integrated partners where we're we are thankfully um they're sending us um signups and traffic and stuff like that and that's fantastic and so we have plans to expand on that and get integrated with some other platforms some other large platforms i think the next one oh, awesome shoot for will be like wix um oh that's perfect yeah i'm hoping that was it will be helpful um and then also shopify that'll be a, another big one um that is, has actually quite a bit more competition um, in terms of online courses and than the other ones, but it'll probably be, I think we'll be ready for it. And then, uh, the other thing I think we'll do is just kind of work on, um, on the backlinks and see if we can make any dent in that. I think if we can actually shift some of the backlinks and improve that, maybe we have a chance of, of seeing some improvement, but it, it, it goes to show just like, you know, I've been focused so much on the product the past six months and really taking my eye off the ball of marketing and now and maybe because I've done so, it's starting, you know, to, to have some re, uh, some consequences there. So anyways, it's yeah. this long, <laughs> this long journey and the marketing stuff is much more challenging than I think I ever would have thought. So 
So that's are you paying for any any keywords or, or I mean are you just purely organic? We're purely organic right now and it's something I've thought about, but the cost to acquire a customer is my concern. And you know, the nice thing about SDO is once you kind of get it working, it pays off tremendously and, and right. exponentially. Whereas the 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 ads I would say I'm not the way I would the way I'm thinking about it is I'm not we're not ready for ads yet. Okay. Um, until we can really lower our cost to acquire a customer and really have some money to kind of figure out how to do ads in a very efficient way, I, my concern is that we'd be eating up a lot of our customer. Well, you'd certainly uh, eat into your margin for sure. We'd be eating into the margin. A lot of times, what I've what I've talked to a lot of small SaaS founders about this is that a lot of times the folks that sign up with you through an ad are the least likely to stay. So their so their long longevity okay. of those customers is often not very long, and so you're you just really yeah until you kind of figure it out. So that's kind of where we're at. I, I think that's sort of my last play. Um, I'm I I don't know. I mean, it's something that I could you know we could look at. I was actually thinking like Twitter's cheap right now to advertise on, <laughs> and so mm, yeah, the two yeah. really cheap places to advertise on would be Twitter and Pinterest. Seem to be pretty good now. Pinterest seems a little more enticing to me if we could figure out a way, but then again, we'd really have to uh, figure out the target market there. It's a, it's a unique platform in the sense of like, are your customers actually on there? So like the yeah. podcasters, how would you reach a podcaster on Pinterest? Maybe, maybe you focus on kind of like collections of pictures related to, um, you know, aesthetics for your background on podcast studio. I don't know, something like that. Right. So Kind of, it, it takes a little thought on how you would do that. Whereas, you know, Facebook, you just kind of find your keywords and go at it. So, yeah, or even with Google, I mean, what if you were to try to aim for like really long tail keywords? Like, mm -hmm. are there any really cheap keywords? So, you, you have a campaign yeah. that's not, you don't have to be like on the top, the, the top keyword yeah. or, or keywords, but if you can find like some really long, niche kind of like what, what you actually are in those yeah. campaigns where it doesn't cost much per click. That's a good and idea. Just like run some of those with like a low budget to see what, like even yeah. just understand like first of all, like is the content converting? Like are these the right people? Right, right. I mean, even or, back to the point that this really is a job. You know, it, it is. Talks about we we've talked about the hats we wear, but marketing and SEO and all of those things takes time, takes some savvy, um, and it takes testing and feedback loops and yeah. when you're busy trying to run the other parts and getting affiliate, you know, B2B type relationships and everything. It's like, phew, that's some solid job. Yeah, exactly. Right? So and when you talked about, you know, not making as much in the ways of terms of profit right now, you know, you, you have to balance that. Well, when do we turn on that? When do we turn on that spigot? When do we... Um, yeah pull the trigger and invest on marketing. We got to keep, you know, the momentum going. But then right. you talked about another thing too, that I think is, um, you know, I just wanted to, I don't know how, it, how best to politely interrupt this team, but we'll figure it out. But the cost of acquisition mm -hmm. versus the cost of retention, there are a couple of different things. Totally. But, um, you know, once you have a customer, certainly want to invest enough to retain them so that your return on that 
acquisition cost is realized at some point. And those are some metrics. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think another thing that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, are there any, like, Facebook groups you can be a part of? Or even... So, like, I think it's Russell Brunson, right? He has a concept of, like, the Dream 100, right? So who are these 100 people that have your audience already, right? Is there ways... You can offer like some some affiliate. Yeah, yeah, that's actually deal with them. just about what I was about to say. What Jeff mentioned mentioned is is an affiliate push probably will come. Getting a, getting the affiliate stuff out the door and program out the door is probably even a bigger uh, fish to fry for us than than the ads. I think it, I think with this stuff again, my concern. I, I've done this before with products where I turned on ads too soon and. The problem is that you end up wasting a lot of energy optimizing ads when the actual product may need, may be the issue. And so, you know, that's kind of why we're we're trying to focus on can we find just enough momentum in marketing to to bring us subscribers and then focus on making the product so good people don't want to leave. Um, For sure. Whereas if I focus on ads, I'm, I feel like I'll get go down a rabbit hole of just <laughs> endless like tweaking, tweaking and all this stuff. And I, and right. I do have that mental and it's just, such, it's hard to kind of really split yourself in all these different pieces, but. Well, and you're not I, really getting in touch with your user, like at that point, like you're, correct. you're, you're just yeah. getting in touch with the algorithm, like what people are. I mean, I, I guess you're kind of getting to your user, but if you're in a Facebook group or other Facebook groups where people right. are asking for software exactly. to, to do kind of what, what needs you're solving. Like, I think that's the. Yeah. Better yeah. That you know, your customer than an algorithm exactly exactly no that's so true uh, absolutely so i think that would be the main thing is like turn on a um an affiliate system i actually want to see if there's any kind of i should actually look for some sort of if there's any good solutions or SaaS's out there that that will help a SaaS like ours turn on a, an affiliate system relatively easy without having to kind of SaaS inception going on here yeah i would love to yeah, see yeah i've i've used a few for for e-commerce stuff so yeah. like with with some of that i mean i can oh, I'll, sure. I'll go back here and kind of me. see oh, like yeah. i don't know if they i don't know if they support SaaS per se but mm-hmm. i think they're they support shopify through some, the app store or something like that um yeah actually they were like third party i don't know that they actually integrate with our shopify stores but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go back through and like i can okay I can yeah i love that look at some of those that'd be awesome thank you sir That'd be, that would be helpful just because I think that will be a big one is if we can get, you know, we, we do have customers that we have heard back from that do love us. And so if we could get those folks to put out the word. Now, I mean, I think, Steve, you were even talking those about... the people you offer free months to yeah, or whatever in absolutely. exchange for a mm-hmm. quote or something. Yeah, yeah. Because how, how do you know that they love you? Like, so, I mean, I, I know you know that they, they love you. But what I'm saying is like a lot of times, so for example, if you're on Instagram, right, like sharing a, yeah. a story or even a an image that they send you where they talk about how much yeah, they love yeah. you, right? Like reusing right. that copy for your ad creative or, or for whatever. Totally. Like I think if you're able to get those snippets and then mm-hmm. share that, like these people are saying this and this, right? And Absolutely. then I think that's What was that's that the... book we read, Steve? Um, you know, know what you're for, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that covered um, a lot of that. Um, how how to kind of follow your customers? You know? Yeah, you know, go right. Go uh, find interest in them, promote mm-hmm. them, and the yeah, share share their success versus I think kind of the premise was a lot of co- companies talk more about themselves, right? So like True. if you look on 
like I think they used inst or like Home Depot on like their mm. Instagram feed as an example of where they just post a ton of stuff about themselves. Like, oh, here's a sale, <laughs> yeah. here's a sale. True. And then there was another company called Chubby's, who I guess makes shorts because life's too short for jeans or something. There's some weird slogan. Mm -hmm. But in in all of their in all of their content, it was showcasing their customers. Right. Look at this person. They're wearing they're wearing their chubby shorts. I don't know, wherever, right? But they're showing them and then even, you know, just kind of celebrating the the user, right? Making it about yes. them. And then by default, it ends up coming back to you because they're like, oh, look, this company actually cares, yeah, right? They're, yeah, they're yeah. highlighting, right? So if you have customers that are doing cool stuff, sharing that on, on your social or even on your list, like, hey, look what these yeah. guys did, like super cool, or even just congratulating them on your list to all of your other customers to let them know like, right. Hey, these guys did this. And then maybe even getting like a case, like a case study out of them. Like how did, mm -hmm. how were you successful? Like what were, what was your strategy? Cause I think your marketplace, right. I mean, there's you're serving customers, but then those customers also have customers. Yeah. And yeah. so kind of getting into that, like how did you market? Right. So then you're able to like share with other people who are new to the platform, how they can, sure. how they can best engage or, or just another get... strategy. Do you think we could get Jeff Henderson to like be a guest on one of our shows? I'm sure we hit him up on Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. I, you know, it's a good boy. I mean, I think all you have to do is reach out and people will usually uh, say yes a lot of times, uh, especially if they're not like a major, major celebrity. Yeah, he, he's not like Joe Rogan yet. So I think, right. I think we got a really good chance. Hmm. I think so. But I mean, those people that um, have that insight. In yeah, totally. Yeah, I think the thing that, you know, what we have to kind of figure out is how do we do, it's like 80-20, how do we, how do we do the, we have 20% energy, I don't know, I always get this 80-20 thing kind of, it's always confusing, but how do we, how do we take that, um, the like action? The 20% of the stuff that gets yeah, you to 80% of the result. Exactly. How do we find what that is? Because again, these, there's so many ideas I find that we can kind of go down but which ones are going to be the ones that really pay off and which ones are not um, right now. I, I am open to, to kind of, I, th I think the three pillars maybe that I'm looking at right now are affiliate kind of what you guys are talking about. How do we get customers to talk about us, spread the word. That's something that we, we do very poorly right now for sure. Uh, two, we were doing decently in SEO was growing and now we're back and <laughs> we're tanking again. So that's, that's another pillar that I think was bringing a lot, of interest um and then the third one so far that seems to be working for us maybe the, the main one that's working and and leveraging we have a lot of leverage with that is, is partnering with other integrations uh integrations with other large yeah. partners and kind of you know taking advantage of their audience um and and uh, and working to to be showcased there so those are the things that i but but at the same time since there's only one of me there's only so much i can do so i really yeah so I, what i'm finding is i really have to be careful not to chase down ideas that are going to suck up time but not pay off and that's the and that's hard to know which ones those are um and that's kind of the challenge i, I it, it kind of brings up like how nice it would be to have a uh you know a co-founder that's a marketing that just focus on marketing and then yeah yeah focus on the product i mean that that as i sometimes i i daydream about them it's so incredible. I met a guy at Microcom actually, um, who I talked to, and he was a marketing dude, you know, in the US, all only marketing, had no 
no real te technical chops, but he somehow partnered just via some sort of, I don't know, some some form or something like that, and found a co you know a co founder who had already created a product in, uh, and the guy was from India. It the product was so so, but they worked together, um, and it was doing nothing at the time when they met, and he. Um, he it was in the social media scheduling space so pretty com pretty busy you know com competitive yeah. landscape when i met him he was like yeah we're doing okay we're doing about 70k a month and i was like, wow that's that's impressive after only a few years and and i said well what's your secret he, he gave me a bunch of stuff but it kind of hit me as at the time like if it was just the guy the, the original co-founder the original founder in india would they have gotten to this point Right. Or was it just this combination of someone who was really dedicated and had the time and energy to do a lot without, you know, uh, sweat? Well, yeah, and what what wisdom he brought, right? I mean, so if you think about, you know, you being technical, you you spent your life in tech doing yes. all of this stuff versus somebody right. else who spent their life in marketing. Exactly. Doing that, you know, focus on that domain. Right. So that's where right, really, right. yeah, like all of the hat, like having to be kind of trying to be. You know, I so said they say like jack of all trades, master of none, yeah. but I think you kind of got to be jack of all trades, master of some, right? Getting exactly. to that point where you are familiar with marketing, you are familiar with right. different strategies. But it, yeah, if you're able to get a co founder, or even I, I don't know now, I think there are like matching. I thought there was something in the, I thought it, as part of like microconf, I thought there was some part of it where they do have like co founder matching. Yeah, maybe. So, I mean, that might be, be an interesting area to That'd check out or even. Yeah, I don't know what I would do now if I wanted that because it's kind of so far. That's the other problem is you get so far, you spend so much money and time that it's hard to figure out how that <laughs> works unless someone's yeah. going to bring in some money. Sure, or uh, even how to unlearn what you've learned in the case of uh, you mm -hmm. know uh, something that might not be bringing you a return and it mm -hmm. becomes a habit. Um, mm -hmm. But in Wait, what's that, the sunken cost bias or whatever where you're... That's it. You're kind of thinking, yeah. You know, but yeah, even yeah. for bringing on a co-founder, I mean, you could probably put together some, and maybe it's like instead of a, an affiliate, right? I mean, you could almost treat them as maybe it doesn't have to be a proper co-founder, oh, but an affiliate yeah. who yeah. can bring you something, and then you give them a percentage sure. based on whatever revenue they bring you, right? Bring so I think that yeah. there's, so then there's true metrics that you're able to to gauge against. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also people can earn equity. I mean, it, I guess that's another option is figure out a way for them to, to kind of earn it as they go. The more they, right. the more they bring in. You know, well, and yeah, when they demonstrate that they're percent. like making the, the business more valuable. And I think there's, yeah. so uh, I don't know if you guys know who Ryan Daniel Moran is, um, but yeah, basically he's capitalism.com. He's kind of a big in the e-commerce-ish space, but yeah, okay. he has this quote where he's like, you know, you can keep 100% of your equity and have your, hundred percent of a business that's worth zero dollars yeah. or you can have you know 50 percent of equity of a company that's worth 10 million or 20 yeah million, yeah right? i mean exactly. with, with, at what some point like there might be a yeah yeah, yeah. you that's want something point. you want to own all of nothing or right. you want to own half of something yeah. that that totally. that's of value it's a trying to balance that makes sense well guys i'm gonna i'm gonna take off myself but it's great catching up with you and i'll let you guys continue so i'm, right I'm about, appreciate it all right. Man. All right. Yep. Good hanging out, Kevin. And then actually, I think we yeah we can probably just end this now. Like I think that's it. okay. You guys want? All right. Then, yeah, that's cool. Well, let's let's catch up next yeah. time. It's then. no show and... without you, right? So. <laughs> well, <laughs> no show the, the crisis isn't uh, as per as you know, there. 
All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Let's uh, let's catch up and let's uh, we'll, we'll share some updates uh, next week. Sounds good. All right. Love it. All right. See Have you guys. a good one. Take care. Thanks. Bye.